0: I'm here with my husband, as usual, need a better intro and Marian, and <laughs> this is getting really sad. <laughs> Alright, this week I got to pick the topic, and I was thinking, oh, we're getting kind of intense, let's talk about gardening.
1: I don't know, that could be construed as extremely intense. How? How do you garden? Do you garden properly? You know what you're
0: doing? Are you, I don't know, I'm out. So a few years (laughs) into our marriage, I can't remember if it was like the second or third year, we had two little kids, and for my birthday, my husband got me three different gardening books. Can you tell me what inspired you to do that? That was so long ago. Try.
1: You would ask me about gardening, or even going on and on about how you loved the idea of gardening. You wanted to garden, have a garden. So, I thought I was helping you with your dream and then end up being like a blender situation from Father of the Bride.
0: Yeah, I was not as inspired by those books as I probably should have been. Um, Granted, I have looked at those books periodically throughout these years and We haven't actually started an actual garden, but we're planning to have a garden this year for the first time since we bought, um, we bought a small garden bed, uh, soon after Tim bought those gardening books for me and we did plant a few things in that. Successfully. Yeah. We actually grew a few pumpkins. I got some chard to grow. We, we did a hole in the ground for potatoes. Kids thought that was hilarious because you just started digging a ditch. And we called it a potato hole. Why was that funny? I don't know. It was just so random. Um, anyway, long story short, well, sort of short story. We, we moved out of that house and we rented for the next year. And then we just never got around to doing a garden after that. Until now, so I'm thinking, what was that, five, six years of no gardening at all?
1: Well, we were gardening with your parents, to be fair. Like, your, our whole family was sort of helping with the sort of common garden, and we got produce from there.
0: Right, the kids would go over and help my mom weed her garden, and they had apple trees and pear trees and... uh Beans. We had enough stuff going around. My mom had a strawberry patch. We had enough stuff going around that I never felt like we needed to grow a lot ourselves at that point. And then my mom sold that house with all the fruit and all the infrastructure for gardening beds. And we all moved to Walla Walla from Port Townsend. And I had to learn. Like, I'd spent all these years researching the climate in Port Townsend and when you sow seeds and like, each month what you can plant. And I had this really great book that gave you step-by-step, like, Pacific Northwest Maritime Climate Gardening. And I hadn't been able to, like, actually use it that much for several years. But I sort of memorized this information and studied it. And then we moved to Walla Walla, and it seems like a lot of that's not really valid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I think the main reason has always been, do you have infrastructure... Do you have um, puzzle pieces in place that help you stay motivated or that make it easier to do the work? And so living in a combined house situation with your mom and then the elements of the property, there were raised beds already built. And so we got dirt, your mom has pots and things that we put the compost dirt into,
0: and the kids did a a ton of the work, actually. Right, they were really into helping you get stuff from the truck, dirt from the truck, and kind of level it onto the beds. I mean, these are not your typical little standard wooden garden beds, it's more like... What do you call it?
1: Oh, about, they're probably about twice as big, or three times as big, and they're, they were built at the same time as the retaining wall, that separates the upper part of the yard from the lower part of the yard.
0: Right, it's almost like it's two retaining walls with a lot of dirt in them. Right, yeah, so. So it's like most of our side yard. It's a large chunk of our side yard. Right. So anyway, so we saw
1: that and we're like, oh, this is already here. Um, This is going to be helpful for us to simply bring in dirt, seeds, water. uh, We
0: have a sprinkler system in place.
1: Yeah. We don't don't know know what it's going to do. Yeah, we don't know exactly how
0: that's going to work. But yeah.
1: Um, Because I always felt like the biggest obstacle was, are you going to plant directly on the ground? You need to think about pests. You need to think about like people just running across it because like, that's what kids do.
0: And I always thought the kids would pick all the vegetables before we even saw them. And then it wouldn't be even worth it because it would all just be like snack time all the time. <laughs>
1: well, better snack time than Doritos or
0: Tootsie Rolls. That's true. <laughs> of course, we have a very mature cherry tree. And a mature pear tree and a mystery tree that my best friend and I were talking, it might be a plum. Mmm. So, there'll there'll be lots of snack time. I know how you love stone fruits.
1: How do we make sure the kids aren't swallowing the stones?
0: Well, the only person that's going to possibly, by mistake, would be the two younger boys. Right. Petra's not, well, she might be walking by the end of the summer, but the cherries will be long done by then.
1: Yeah, I'll have to do, make sure we do a little, what do they call that, uh, etiquette of cherry eating?
0: <laughs> now, I didn't realize that the cherry stones were poisonous. Now, they're only poisonous if they somehow explode or break in your stomach. Like, if you have the seed and you swallow it and you poop it out and it's intact, like, you're fine. You're did not you gonna... just say that on our podcast? Yeah, I just did. Oh, my word. But I think it's good information because if you're a mom and your kid swallows a cherry seed, you're going to freak out a little bit if you know that there's poison in them. But it's it's hard to get to that poison. for Your your gut isn't necessarily going to break down this, the pit and get to that poison. However, you probably shouldn't be swallowing them. Well, that's good. Good to know. But that's I why I don't eat cherries at all. I didn't know that. And our first kid used to eat all the cherry stones and he's still alive. <laughs> Really? Well, for a while I've cut around the stones obsessively and then I was like, well, isn't that big of a deal if he just swallows a few? And I had to teach him to spit them out somehow. Right.
1: Not how you did that. So then we could create our own little
0: garden slash miniature farm. So yeah, back on the gardening topic, like, did you always dream of having a garden when you were a kid? or Yeah, my grand...
1: Diet? my Grandfathers and great grandfathers on my dad's side all were gardeners. But my dad's dad, my grandfather, he did the garden by himself for whatever reason. It was like his own thing. Like he had a garden and it was like his hobby, but it was also like his man cave.
0: Because he sometimes got land somewhere other than
1: where they lived. No, I don't think so. But. none of the kids were involved and my grandma wasn't involved so it wasn't passed down it was just like something he was doing for his own edification uh which is fine but that's why my dad wasn't doing gardening with me aside from the fact that they didn't own a house um so they could have done it at some of the rental houses
0: Well, and you can get beds that you can remove. I think you can get, like... I guess the dirt would still stay, but you're really planting every year. So, unless you're doing something that's like a tree, you have to start over every year anyway. Right, yeah.
1: But we've also been, in the Pacific Northwest, surrounded by more and more gardeners. And I think part of it is maybe the... Uh, interacting with people who are homeowners who lived in the same house for 15, 20, 25 years or longer. But then also, like, I don't know, retirees at Port Townsend seem to just sort of, like, spend three, five, or more hours. Sometimes just in a day doing gardening. And so they had, like, this massive amounts of vegetables and flowers and fruits. Um,
0: yeah, I was always pretty envious of that. I mean, it feels, like, super therapeutic. And we even had a family across the street from us that had a really extensive garden. I don't think they'd had it for a super long time. It was sort of new. But they had kids, and they were gardening. I mean, we had a lot more kids. But... Because I think that's another thing I've always been kind of overwhelmed by the whole gardening fact. Because there's a lot of work. And if you have kids and not, you don't have that much time to go out in the yard by yourself if they're little. And you don't know really how to navigate them in that space when they're two, three, four years old. Like, how do you even start a garden?
1: Well, I think that's the other thing. We, for a long time, we were really concerned about we have to know all the rules and you're supposed to garden in rows and then we realized after just glancing at a few gardening internet search results that people garden in pots in condominiums and you know big cities
0: and some people just throw their seeds in the ground what so right. happens yeah
1: people and people a lot of the the stories or testimonies we've heard of people who are, you know, master gardeners or something close to that today when they started out is exactly right. It was just kind of trial and error. Let's figure this out. I'm super excited to see something grow that I cultivated and that I watered or weeded or whatever. And so then we kind of decided on raised beds, which is like bigger, a bigger version of pots. So then, you know, there's some weed control and pest control and then... It
0: retains water.
1: Right. It retains water, right. And then it also kind of compartmentalizes your garden so you're not, like, overwhelmed.
0: Right. So this year what we've done is we bought a variety of seeds and starts. um, We bought starts locally through our local frog Hollow farm, Walla Walla and we bought some starts from azure standard which i've tried azure standard starts a few times i think um the first time we did our garden in port townsend i bought only azure standard starts and they did really well um i tried a few last year in pots and i don't think the roots had enough room so we got like three cucumbers (laughs) and I don't think anything else really survived. I tried to grow red onions. They didn't look like much. We tried cilantro, and we got to enjoy it for a few weeks. Probably need a lot more plants to actually have a lot of cilantro. And I can't remember if we did much more. I think I got some tomatoes, but the plants were too little, and our grow season is so short in Walla Walla that you need to start with a bigger plant. Mm. Because my mom has had very successful tomatoes and eggplants here. And peppers. This is like a great place to grow those things.
1: But, right, and then we've found other things that grow really well, like Callaloo, which um what what is what did uh, Pedrito say they call it here? Jamaica they call it Callaloo. and then people just like around the United States are calling it something else. Right,
0: I want to say it even have the name, like the word weed in it.
1: Right, and we were like, oh, you can eat that? Anyway, we were like pretty impressed with it. it was so really good.
0: good. It's like spinach. And if spinach and mint had a baby <laughs> and some basil mixed in there, that's Kalaloo. Yeah, and I think
1: part of being more energetic about it is obviously with lockdowns and whatever else you're like, okay, so. To be prudent, it, we should start a garden. To be better prepared for you know whatever might be happening, probably have some sort of a garden. Um, but then it's also just the culmination of of years of thinking and researching and trying and stop and start, and then having actually land and infrastructure in a place where you plan on living for a long time. I remember looking at this family in Pasadena that lived in the city of Pasadena and they have a craftsman house and they have a yard. It's just like a standard city lot and they grow all the food that they eat.
0: It's amazing. I, I mean, there's yeah. beds and they use raised buds and like the whole yard is different raised beds. And they said that they could pretty much feed their family the whole year.
1: Well, and they sell produce to high-end restaurants in Los Angeles right, County. Right, so they
0: have extra. And they definitely don't have an acre of land.
1: Right. I mean, it, was, it blew my mind because I was like, oh, okay. So, so, like, how
0: many carrots can you grow in one raised bed? How many tomato plants can you actually squeeze into a raised bed? Like, what What Were works? they vegetarian? They were vegetarian. So, yeah. they didn't even really rely on meat. I think they had chickens. Okay,
1: so they were like lacto over vegetarians, so they had eggs, and so- oh, yeah, they had chickens too, yeah, that's the one thing that's kind of that's our next hurdle,
0: but I don't think we can have as many chickens as we need in in the city limits
1: right. we can only
0: have five chickens,
1: I wonder if that could help you with pests, but also it could also just you have a supply, even if it's not right, and they will eat they will need.
0: eat the bugs,
1: yeah, then we'd have to also have fencing then.
0: That's true. And probably like a little coop and home area that they spend a lot of the time. Right. So definitely interesting to
1: see how you can have both a landscaped yard where kids can play and then have practical space for growing food. And I think we could figure out how to increase that percentage on the space over time as we get better at it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a trial and error. So, like, what I was reading in the blogs that I've been looking at recently, um, that maybe you should try doing less different, less varieties um of things at first, and then you can implement more when you figured out how to be successful with the things that you know. So if you're only going to do, you could do a salsa garden and only grow tomatoes, jalapenos, and cilantro, and we can't do avocados here, but, like, Oh, what are we nice. doing? Salsa. How many things are we doing? So I'm trying... Wait, I'm I'm not following those rules. And so <laughs> I, I got like four or five different varieties of tomatoes because I like the cherry tomatoes for the kids and they ripen faster. And then I got some heirloom tomatoes. And I don't know. I just wanted to go crazy and see what actually works. So we did like six different tomatoes, two different kinds of eggplant. We've got some collard greens. We've got some kale. We've got some... Um, Cauliflower, um, different kinds of cucumber. I love cucumber so much, especially when it's fresh off of vine. And salad greens, just kind of. Um, I had a hard time getting lettuce seeds this year because of lockdown or whatever. People are all doing a garden. It seems like that was something that was really hard to find, like the mixed salad greens. So we got something, some butter lettuce or something like that, crunch lettuce, uh, kale. And then I got beets, but I couldn't get normal beets. I got the ones that are sort of like white and red, um, different kinds of squash because I like the idea. It does keep well, like it keeps for weeks in a cool storage. So we're going to try pie pumpkins and we're going to try butternut squash and we're going to try spaghetti squash. And, we're gonna, and I want to see what works. And those things take over a lot of space. So I think we're going to plant them towards the edge of the bed so we can train the vines to go into the grass if we need to. More space. Because we don't want them to take over the whole bed. Right, do you think we're going to have to fence
1: more? Like on the property line?
0: I'm wondering. So like our neighbor said that their, their dog used to eat their tomatoes. And we don't have a dog. But we have neighborhood dogs that sort of run through our yard sometimes along with other animals i mean there are deer in walla walla but i've never seen them actually in the neighborhood because that was a port townsend issue is the deer would eat things yeah so i think
1: we'll have to revisit this on our podcast and update our listeners as we go and thank you for so much more lighthearted and very very cheerful
0: yeah, so that's all we have to share now. And, and like, as Tim said, this is probably be just one of multiple episodes on this. Until next time. Bye-bye.